We stand together, united as one. Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost. Hello and welcome to 2021 and welcome to the Alleycast with me, Steve O'Connor. So um, obviously we're back in lockdown, which means that there are no actual events going on. So um, yeah, it's virtual events time, isn't it? And last year on the Gone Tabbing page, uh, you know, we had the guys on there who put on the Himalaya 1600 challenge. Absolutely amazing challenge, really Ali Patch that came with that as well. Um, they did an amazing job on that. Um, so this year I've taken up the mantle and I'm bringing you the, the Silk Road Challenge. Now, um, there's varying different ideas about how long the Silk Road was from sort of 6,000 miles down to 3,500 miles. Um, and I'm going for the sort of 3,500 mile version because it's a little bit more achievable. Um, although some mad souls already are going for the, uh, the there and back 7,000 miles. You haven't got to run it or tab it all. Bikes do count for this as well. So cycling will count on that. All profits from this will be going to the um, Pilgrim Bandits. Um, and you can also get yourself a participant t-shirt when you sign up, um, which I got mine today and it is really good. I'm, re- I'm really pleased with the design that's, that, that's come out of that. So yeah, so you can join up. Um, £15, pounds, um, you'll get a patch if you complete it at the end of it. And even if you sign up for the 7,000 mile there and back version, as long as you complete one way, the 3,500 miles, and it's miles, not kilometres, you will get a patch <clears throat> so um my guest today is john beamson now um i've never actually met john beamson but I, he, he's pretty much m- m- i count on him as m- my brother from another mother we've got a lot of the same attitudes on on various different things from the armed forces from getting out of the armed forces from people and um, when they come out of the armed forces and veterans and, and just to um exercise so he's an absolutely top bloke if you don't like colourful language, this probably not is the podcast for you. Um, but um, I would say that this is the longest podcast, the longest alley cast that, that I've put out so far. So they're usually about sort of 40, 45 minutes long. I, I think this this went on for sort of an hour 15, an hour 20. And I had to start to bring it to, bring it to a close because we just could have gone all night just chatting about stuff. Um, really informative. And uh, like I say, a, a really good bloke with some really good insights. So um, I'll speak a little bit more about how you can sign up for the Silk Road Challenge uh, and also some other virtual challenges which I'm going to bring you this year. We just had the, the Fan Dance Virtual Challenge um, last weekend uh, and I've got a few more coming as well. So uh, let's go straight over to my chat with the one and only Eagle, John Beamson. <laughs> Boris isn't in charge of your personal fitness, he's not in charge of your personal well-being, and he's not in charge of your happiness. All of these three things are in your own power, regardless of what he says tonight. I just can't, I can't comprehend it, the way people are going on in this almost spoilt child, toys gone out the pram. For me, it's like to spin back on like a leadership card. <laughs> 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 
you know, well, I was, I was looking at it today and like last time this happened, which because we're going to end up with the same sort of thing as we ended up last March, aren't we? Somewhere around there. And yeah. the, the last time it happened, everybody was completely unprepared. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know where we were going. Now we know. We know exactly what's going to happen. We know what we can do. We know what we can't do. Yeah. And I, I said, I don't, know, I, I don't know about you, but last March was, March was a fucking godsend for me because everywhere was nice and quiet. You had time to sort of just step back, recalibrate and just think, right, fucking what am I going to do here now? What, what, am, I gonna, what am I going to do with my life? I, I got called back up, didn't I? I went yeah, I saw that, yeah. yeah. I went and got, I went and got a, I got a random phone call from, a, from my local army reserve unit saying, do you fancy a crack of COVID? I was like, what? Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up in a warehouse in uh, Leeds. Yeah. Sort of Leeds Pontefract area. Mm. And we were just helping like load the wagons because there's all this PPE that was just backlogged in this massive like super warehouse. And they, they needed more manpower. So they ended up putting like three shifts on, like a, I don't know, whatever the format is, nights, days, and like lates or whatever the format is. But yeah, it was a good laugh. And in true like sort of army fashion, the lads just like got amongst it and turned into like a big competition. Those people <laughs> running down, running down the aisles pushing pushing crates. <laughs> can't run in here, lads, you can't run in here. <laughs> Help and safety. Oh, gotta get these wagons loaded. <laughs> just looking at your website, mate, looking at all your uh, so we'll talk oh. about it we'll talk about it later on. But obviously I'm just looking at your sort of your your, your alley kit that you've got uh, on your <laughs> it's nice mate. Nice hats. Like I was just a, just contemplating a bobble at mate myself. So yeah, do you know what? Um, honesty is always the best policy, right? And there's a great bloke um, just tipped up on the veteran on UK scene, Stokes mm. Printing, and ultimate pivot. He was a PT, um, I believe, sort of down in the Cardiff way. Yeah. Lockdown came. Shit, I can't do a PT anymore. Yeah, I'm going to start this printing business I've always wanted to do, and now. He's doing like printing for loads of veteran-owned UK businesses, well, and I, I seen him and I was like, "Oh well, let's give him a while." And to be fair, the guy, he he does what he says he's going to do, and he's like he's new at the game, and the stuff he sent me is like, "Look, mate, this is like day one, week one. Mm -hmm. So if you've got an issue with the quality or you don't like stuff, let's have a conversation, and, and we can do version two point one, two point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's what we've done." And and uh, I know you wear um, the Jürgen Bobble hat, but like that, my Jürgen Bobble hat gives me fucking like magic powers. Like I feel like um, <laughs> I feel like it just takes me to another level. Where I'm like fucking come on. So I really like the Jürgen Bobble hat, and the Bobble hat that he sent me is like is a bit fucking Johnny Johnny Basic. So I was like, yeah, look, yeah. I don't know what this Bobble hat's called in the world of like apparel gear. I would quite like the same material. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're sort of having a, a play around with versions and styles and mixing with colours. Um, and it's cool, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon with it. Um, and without lockdown, that brand doesn't happen. No. That, that is the answer. Because that, that came around because of people like yourself, um, Russ McDonough from Green Beret Coffee, uh, Goggins, like I, I was like in the middle of lockdown thinking I could do with I could do with something, and I was like, oh, this four forty eight. I was like, oh, this is fucking, this excites me. Mm. Um, and and Russ had done it from GBC, and I was like, I watched his like live blog about it. And I was like, I'm interested in this, and then I had a conversation with him about it. And he's like, 
it's not really about fitness, mate. It's about mentality. Um, mm. It's about are you going to get up at that time in the morning, that horrible life, whatever time you start. For me, it was two o'clock. Yeah. And, and put your sort of dampish kit on and go out the fucking door on your own and <laughs> run this four mile loop. And I think I was like, I want to say I was maybe two or three in, right? And I was running along and obviously I was like, you know, as you do, I was recording it. And I was like, fuck it, stay hard. And I thought, I can't just rip Goggins off. And I was like, fuck it, stay tasty. And like, just <laughs> That's where <it> came from. <laughs> just, just like that, you know, when you're in that cadence and that rhythm where yeah, it's yeah. all just flowing. <clears throat> and, and I said it. And then all of a sudden, people started saying it back to me. Mm. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. Hang on. And then I just kept on saying it, kept on saying it. And then, you know, I went to a graphic designer and I said, look, can, I've got this idea in my head of this logo about staying tasty and like understanding what it means to, to stay tasty. And like so many people have took it on. And it's not just a fitness thing because there's people in business who are tasty. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Who have an ability just to find another level and go again and, and another idea and you think when you look at them you think fucking hell it's relentless like it's just yeah, yeah. constant 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 um so i've got yeah so i'm really grateful for 2020 because i got to do that challenge and then i wrote a blog about it and then people have found me through that blog and gone oh fucking hell that's proper because they know goggins and you've yeah. done a goggins challenge they think fucking hell like, yeah, yeah yeah and i say to them can you run four miles? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, you can do that challenge then, but you're going to come across a sticky wicket because it does get fucking interesting in the backwater. It does get interesting. I said, I was lucky. I think I ran maybe two on my own and yeah. every other time people wanted to come and run with me. And <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm truly grateful for that. Um, no one wanted to run at two in the morning though, Steve. I thought that was <laughs> <That's> funny. <right? laughs> yeah. I thought I, I thought um I thought that was bizarre. Um yeah, it's a different animal, isn't it? I don't know whether you saw on the uh, gone tabbing page, but there was um there's there about three there's three or four guys on there who, who did the four four forty eight. And then once they'd done it once, they said, right, we want to sort of up this game now. So then they did the four four forty eight carrying forty eight pounds. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? Fucking fair enough. And each of them as well, once they got to the forty eight, thought, hang on, if I do this, if I do another four miles, this is a double marathon. And went out and did another four miles after that. Wow. You're like, That's that mentality, mate, is just spot on, isn't it? You you can't those people right now are thriving in this situation. Because to them, what's happening now, it's not hard because no. they regularly go to hard all the time. So they're yeah. well aware <laughs> of what hard is. And um, what we're living at the moment is not hard, it's boredom. And there's yeah. a very different thing between hard and bored. If you're bored, it's a luxurious place to be. Because mm. um, <clears throat> there's a lot of us who aren't ever fucking bored. Like, no. I, I'm never bored. Um, no. No. And this is what's wrong with people at the moment. We've gone from always being told it's, you know, you can do whatever you want to just sit in your fucking house and chill out. And like yeah. people are like, mm. yeah, but all of a sudden everyone's a mountaineer. Everyone wants to go and do hell valley. Or everyone's like, a, a, everyone's turned into a trail runner and everyone wants to go trail running. Um, all of a sudden everyone goes to the gym, which I've never seen before in my life. It's yeah. almost that thing of mm. when we had it, we didn't want to do it. And now we can't have it. We're shouting about it saying, I must do it. It's my right to do it. 
Mm. Um, and like I've got my personal opinion on COVID, and no doubt you have, and, and your listeners, every single person's got a right and, and an opinion. But we're not running the fucking show, so our opinions mean shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you know, for me, there's nothing wrong with, with with actually being bored, but it's what you do with it when you're bored, isn't it? Because you need that mm. you need that downtime. I don't know if you've, there's a there's um, a book out there called Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. I think wow, a, absolutely cracking book, and it sort of goes into basically the sort of ancient Stoics and how they sort of used it and what have you. But you know, even this week, I was sort of throwing a curveball in that last year in the community, we had a, um, a Himalayan challenge, which was like run 1,600 miles, climb 1,600 feet and what have you, and, and, and do that yeah. every year. And the guys who organised that, absolutely mammoth um, admin uh, nightmare for them last year, but they got through it. And this year they were like, right, we've had enough, we're not going to do it this year. So I thought, right, okay, well, I'll throw a challenge on. So I thought, well, we've done the 1,600, so... Let, let's keep on the same sort of um, let's keep on the same sort of theme. And initially, I thought, well, we've got the Silk Road, and the Silk Road's three thousand five hundred miles long. But I thought that's ridiculous. I thought it's ridiculous. Who's going to do that? And I thought, no, people are going to do it. So, that, so we've put that challenge. I've put that challenge on this year now, which is run three thousand five hundred miles, or do the extreme and go there and back and do seven thousand miles in a year. But you can also use your bike as well. And like, right, right. And the amount of people who are signing up for that is brilliant. Uh, it's, people, people have just jumped on that. Anyway, we've we've dived right in here. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's um, let's talk about you, mate, because you you've got a background in the British Army, haven't you? So, wh- when did you join up? Like, I did. I I left school wanting to join the army, mm. uh, and I'm glad I did because I did dog shit in school because I always had one eye on joining the forces. So, like, there was Plan A and there was Plan Factory. Yeah. And I really didn't want to work in a factory, um, so I, I joined. I joined in the early two thousands, and and sort of my career spanned that decade of two thousand to like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Mm. So I was blessed because I managed to get a very sort of quiet but still Northern Ireland to a mm. of sorts in the bag as a as a young as a young lad. I felt really felt that was a a real maturing process. Um, I did the fireman strikes. That was a fucking barrel of laughs. Like we had a great time on that. Kenya, Canada, um, did did Iraq, um, did two Afghans, did Belize. Uh, Travelled around a shitload of places. You know, I had loads of great experiences. And and for me, it was the the process of going back to Afghan for the third time in like almost I want to say two and a half, three years, almost like almost year after year. And I just thought. Either I'm I can't keep getting lucky every time I go to that place. Either it'll get me fucking physically or it'll get me mentally. And I was already starting to feel, um, I was already starting to feel the pressure of, of that of them tours. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Hurricane uh, definitely fucking changed me coming back from Hurricane. Um, very very confrontational. Um, very angry. Very like fucking. Do you know what it is with me, Steve? I wasn't afraid to have a fight. I was afraid not to have a fight because of mm. what I thought the mentality had to be with coming back from Afghan. Like, I was very much like, when I used to go out with my pals, it was like, people would say, oh, you just come back from Afghan. At the time, Afghan was like the fucking thing, wasn't it? And yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, there was this big persona on you. And anytime someone was like, uh, whatever, you know, either a snide remark or some sort of like comment, it was like, do you want to fucking shot the title? Like, and... <laughs> And and, <laughs> and and I learned the hard way, mate. I, I learned I learned the hard way. I had a few run-ins with the police in that time. Like got 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 pinched a few times, and it was very very um, 
very confrontational over the whole thing. Um, luckily, I managed to get posted to Belize after my Herrick tour, which I went from that very fucking chaotic, kinetic atmosphere mm. to the Caribbean, which was like, <laughs> just, <laughs> we'll do it next week. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, probably is, probably, is a, probably is a great experience for decompression because I really like, I, I went from being like a thousand miles an hour to like one mile an hour a week. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that was a great, that was a great process. But yeah, I just didn't want to, I just didn't fancy a third fucking Afghan. Like, you know, I, I could have bought a timeshare. Do you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> um, fucking, I've had enough of this. And when I think about it now, and I think about all the old gadgets who I was in, and they'd done multiple Northern islands from, you know, when it was like fucking really spicy. And I think, Fucking hell. No wonder they wore like they wore when I was a young man with them because, you know, I think some of my bombardiers and sergeants at the time maybe had done three or four Northern Ireland tours and yeah. they would have been fucking hard tours as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Early, you know, 90s, early 90s, mid 90s, they would have been interesting fucking tours. Um, and I did always wonder, like, God, he's always angry. And I, I think I now I know why. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, that was that was my sort of era because I, I joined up in almost... I, I passed out of RAF Swinderby um, the day the Gulf War ended, Gulf War 1. Um, and I think I left the raft just before Gulf War 2 started. So I was, so I was like, I, I did, did that sort of 10 years. But in that 10 yeah. years, see, I was, a, I was a supplier, but and the first place they sent me was, it was a factory. It was an RAF factory full of nuts and bolts. So I was like, this is bollocks. I didn't join yeah. up. Yeah. So then I went on to tax supply, and we we all we did for the first part of the nineties was back to back Northern Islands. I was on the uh, I was on the operating bases, like so. That was yeah. I think I think I did I did nine or ten sort of tours out there. So mm. it was it was that, that was during sort of tasty time, which was uh, yeah, <laughs> which was yeah. interesting. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so when you were coming back, obviously you come back, and you, I mean I had those sort of issues in the nineties as well, and I think I I got locked up in Stafford where we were based twice for, for yeah. putting put the window through in the nightclub because he wouldn't let me in, taking somebody on, all, all that sort of bollocks that yeah. you do. What, what was it that was sort of getting to you that was sort of raising, that, that was reawakening that, um, you know, that anger? God, I just felt like I had something to prove. Do you know mm. what I mean? I just felt like, I just felt I had, a, either I thought I didn't get the respect that I deserved and then now I, now I look at it, I've done loads of personal development since leaving the forces and I look at it completely different now. Why did I demand respect of men? People make their own decisions. I chose to join the British Army. That was my decision. So why do I now demand respect of men who didn't choose to join the British Army who don't understand? But at the time, I was like, everyone should be fucking buying me a pint. Everyone should be fucking falling over themselves. And they weren't. And people were like, just like whinging about, ah, oh, there's no fucking tea cakes down Asda. And I was like, fucking tea cakes in Asda. <laughs> smash, the, smash my bedroom up in a minute. And the worst thing you can do, the worst thing you can do is, you know, bosh, get home. You Honestly, talk about like all the elements for disaster. Um, you come home, you've saved an absolute shitload of money. No one's give you a brief about lads, like, before you go nuts, right? No one's talked to you about finances, planning, thinking of the future. It's like, right, lads, uh, see you in eight weeks' time. Uh, all the best, good luck. And it's just like, you've got, what, I don't know. I mean, I was a lunchjack when I come back. I think I must have had, like, 10 grand or something. Maybe it's a bit more. And I was just like, 
I've gone from having almost a constant workload to right, I've got to go running for an hour in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? So what do you do? Mm. All your friends have normal jobs, so no one's no one's around in the daytime. Um, you you sort of feel like a loose wheel at the time. Um, I was living on camp, but because I was on leave, I was living at my mum's house, which yeah. realistically, again, looking back, what I should have done was I should have said, mum, I need my own space. I'm, I'm fucking off. Yeah. I've got enough money. I've got enough money. I'm off to go and be my own man. That would have given me another thing to be focused in. And instead, all I did was, to my civvy mates, uh, Friday night, what time do you finish? What, what time can we get out? And obviously, you know, some of your civvy mates have got different lives. Like, wow. I'm a bit skint, man. You're like, ah, don't fucking worry about that, man. I'm fucking minted. Are we? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll pay for you. And you end up fucking paying everyone out because you just yeah. don't want to, you don't want another, you don't want to Friday. You feel like you've lost all these Fridays and Saturdays. You think, yeah. I have to play fucking catch up now. And mm-hmm. you go out and it's like, everything you do is exaggerated by 10. Do you know what I mean? Like all your actions is fucking just bosh, pints, shots, Going crazy, you know, trying to be this this big character, and really, what you try to do is you're hiding from the truth that you haven't you haven't dealt with the fact that you've had a hard tour, or maybe you're seeing your friend die, or maybe you know whatever the issue is, and you, you you're putting all these other things in place where you think as long as I've got them in place, I don't fucking have to deal with that, <clears throat> and and then hopefully, hopefully, it'll just go away, and then. Someone will say, oh, I think you're a bit hard, dear. And you're like, fucking yes. <laughs> Finally, someone to dance with. Yeah. And you're like, yes, a partner. And half the time, it would have been someone on pole. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> He'd have ended up scrapping with someone who was on leave. Just come back from Harrogate. Oh, yeah, me too. We've just had a big dust up in the, in the car park there. But, yeah, it was, um, it was, a, it was a bizarre time. Um, I don't really look back on with it with too many fond memories at, at that time. Like I think, uh, I think I was a bit of a fucking asshole if I was honest. Like mm. I wish I'd have put, I wish I'd have put my mind now into that body and I'd have done loads more. Like I'd have been into the mountains, I'd have been into hiking, I'd have been into running, I'd have been mm. into challenges. I had the money to go and do like I'd have gone and done personal development courses. Yeah, like yeah. I'd have done so much more, but because all I wanted to do was hide away and not face up to any like issues, I was like. I've got my money. I've got my nice car, which I'll just polish every day, um, and uh, it'll soon be time to go back to the regiment, and everything will be all right because it's Christmas and that. So, yeah, it was a bizarre time, really. It's a it's a familiar story, though, isn't it? And one one thing sort of make want to sort of explore with you is that when you sort of come back and you've been on those tours with the lads, and you come back, like you say, you've missed all those weekends. You're going out, you're getting hammered, and you, you're still longing for that sense of community around you as well. For me. I think back to that time now, and I think the thing I was most afraid of was just myself and just being alone with my own thoughts. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely. I, I remember, um, God, like this is a, I'll tell this story, but it's an embarrassing story. Like for me, it's personally Oh, they're the best ones, mate. <laughs> but, but I remember like doing um, all your sort of PDT training and we were going back out and I was on like pre-deployment leave and it was my last, I think I was flying on the Monday, and I was out on the Saturday night with the lads, and I'd gone out, like, I'd gone out at, like, three, (laughs) and I remember we were watching football, and we got absolutely hammered. Um, We ended up going in, like, I want to say, like, a family pub, and it was still, like, really early, 
and I ended up singing like some fairly um, like football songs, which were just totally inappropriate for like that pub. Um, and uh, this guy ended up pulling me about it, but he, he pulled me about it and he was right to pull me about it. And he was like with his friends and family and he pulled me about when I was with my friend, like with my friend circle. And at the time I sort of bottled it a bit. I sort of like mm. fucking froze. And then I remember looking at my mates and they're all like, oh, like they didn't really know what to say. And I thought, God, he's just made me look a cunt there, that fella. He has mm. just proper stood me up. And I thought, I'm not having this. And just within seconds, I can't even really remember leaving the pub I'm out the pub and we're probably having a ding dong in the marketplace about half mm. six, seven o'clock and there's still people getting on the bus going home and there I am go, going hell for level yeah. with a guy and I think, and I, and I look back now and I, and I talk to my friends now who were there and I say, I was like, fucking, I said, honestly, it embarrasses me. I said, I, yeah, yeah. if I saw that behaviour now, I'd be like, that, see that guy there, he's lost as fuck, that guy, mm. lost. Yeah. And, and for me, like that, <clears throat> that is things that I have now acceptance. I, I say this a lot now to people. There's a lot of power in acceptance. And if you can look back at your former actions and say that they're completely, completely out of order, you, you can like, there's a lot of growth and acceptance and, and, and moving on. And, and like, I can't remember the guy, but it's one of those things, Steve, I thought if I ever saw him again, I'd be like, yeah. I owe you a massive apology for, mm. for, for how I've gone on. Because it's one of those things you're running a business now and you know, you're doing podcasts and you're doing Instagram and all, you never know where it's going to go. And then in two, three years time, someone says, I know him. He was in a pub in 2000 and X and he was kicking off and he bashed some fella who was out with his family. And you're like, okay, now. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I was going back to Afghan <laughs> and, and, and they don't, do you know what I mean? It's a very, it's a very, but I was in God, I was terrified going back there for the second time. I was like, mm. Fucking hell. I was, it was one of those places where I thought one and like one and done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. one, yeah. one and done, but it wasn't one and done. And I didn't accept that at the time. I was like, now nah, one and done. I'm never going back. And then it's like, oh, we're deploying again. I'm like, uh, obviously you didn't get the memo where I said one and done. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, you know, that was, that's what fueled that confrontation I was terrified and I was unhappy with the situation I was mm. in and I didn't want to, I couldn't leave the forces and I felt trapped. So what do you do you, in fear? You, you look for, sometimes you look for confrontation, don't you? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going back there. What's the fucking worst that can happen to me? Here? Mm. Like when, when on Monday you fly in Afghan, what the fuck can happen to you on Saturday night? Apart from getting killed, <laughs> what, what can yeah. happen to you? Which is any worse? Mainly, maybe it's deep down inside. Maybe I thought, you know what, he's going to give me a good idea, and I might. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, got it. Yeah. He, he might, he might fucking, he might do me a favour, and then I can just say, oh, I've got a good idea on the on the Friday, and I can't deploy. Like mm. maybe, it's, maybe it's deep down subconsciously, that what I was thinking. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Maybe, maybe if mate. I got there now, and conf- maybe he's hard as fuck, and he just runs right through me, and I break something or, or something happens to me, and I don't have to go back to Afghan. Now, I think. When you sign up, you sign up to do a job. So I'm glad that I never, because I went and did that tour, and it was a powerful tour in, in many reform, in many respects. And there's always a lesson to be learned from a negative. So that tour was a fucking. In some respects, it was harder than the first one. I think the first one felt more dangerous, but the second one was more dangerous. 
um, the, the, you know, the threat had changed. The, the IED threat was fucking ridiculous. Um, you know, there was always contacts. There was always things going on. Um, I, I remember being in Bastion before I went on uh, R&R. And one of those things where sometimes you get brought back early because they're, they're wondering, is he going to miss his flight? So we'll bring mm. him back now. And I remember being on, you know, three or four fucking repats week, like day after day after day. And I was like, fuck. Like being on a repat is, is fucking awful. Like, you know, because you're just thinking, fucking hell, it could be me next week. This. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's, that's the truth of it. And <clears throat> just repat after repat after repat. And then, you know, you fly home, R&R, everyone expects you to like be semi-normal, but you're putting on this massive front mm. and the moment you land in Bryce, all you're thinking about is fucking hell, I'll be back here in 10 days. Yeah. And then, and then who knows? And, um, yeah, I was, I was, when, when I come back from that second Afghan and I, and I could sign off mate, I was like, there's no fucking, th- there's, I'm too, I'm telling you now I'm two and done because I have the power to change this now. And I do, I don't want any part of Herrick, fucking next one because yeah. I was <clears throat> progressing up the ladder it would have ended up being in a more demanding more dangerous role and I just thought am I going to be three times lucky I tell you what I'm not I'm not going to take the chance no. and that that's it for me um thank, thanks very much guys so so what was what was that like for you then day one you've handed your ID card in you're not you're not a member of, of HM oh. forces anymore <laughs> um for what was that like? Um, I was sad in a way because I thought I would. I had aspirations of going quite far in the army. Like mm. I, I did. I did genuinely love it. I, I loved all about it. But I lost that community, and I just went and got the first job I could get because my dad always said, "Work comes to people in work." So, fucking get a job. Mm. So I got a job. Did a lot of agency stuff. Um, and was just thinking, I don't have that safety net of the military pay at the end of the month like i've got for, for the first time in a long time i've got skin in the game here like i've mm. got you know it's it's on me but i struggle to adapt because i'm i've always been a chief and non-indian do you know what i mean and I, when i come across people who were in that role and i thought who the fuck's this cup watches man half <clears> time <throat> do you know what i mean like i really struggled with like with, with their with their way of thinking, so I, I I had a lot of confrontation early on with with like management. I didn't really understand the structure because mm. I was chewy and I and I wanted, do you know yeah. what I mean? I wanted to make myself known. And mm. someone had sort of said, "Make sure you stand up for yourself because I'll try and run over you." So mm. there's a difference between them wanting to get the job done because that's how they get paid, yeah. And you thinking everyone's out to get you, and I'm gonna anyone who asks me to do extra, I'm gonna say, and you can fuck off. Cause I'm going home. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know you know. <laughs> like, Man, I've been on both sides of that, mate. So yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing. But yeah, I needed. I didn't know it at the time, but I needed to. Every single job that I got was a lesson learned, and I took new experiences from people who I met, and it finally got me into a place where I ended up on a national three peaks, which is ironic because today. I've just priced for a group to do the National Free Peaks. So there's a hint. Like, I'm sitting there, Steve, writing a quote now for a group for the National Free Peaks. And four years ago, I was the wrong side of 100 kilos 
fucking gearing up to go on the National Three Peaks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, there is a hint of irony <laughs> just, just seeping through this. Yeah. And so I went on the Three Peaks and I didn't really... I, I didn't really, I wasn't fit, like I'd give up on fitness at that point. Like I, I was, you know, drinking, pissed off, angry, um, looking for, looking for a tribe, mate, looking for something to belong to, but I couldn't, I was putting my energies into the wrong things. Um, and I got massively involved with the EU Brexit thing. And, and if you want of, if you want of my way of thinking, then let's get the fucking gum shields out. Let's have a disco. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it, but again, not because I had this big, like, politic, like, you know, push to be, like, political, but because I'd lost a tribe and I didn't have one, the first community that showed me, like, oh, come over here, there's biscuits and orange. Oh, a nice yeah. one. And you're back in the community again, aren't you? You've yeah, got people yeah. ringing you, texting you, what do you think of this, what do you think of that? And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm back in the community. So end up on this free peaks. Um, I was really unfit. I hung out my fucking ass massively. I wore issue army boots, which are the fucking worst things in the world. I don't care what anyone says. I wore a horrible Northern Ireland patrol sack. I thought I knew fucking better. I just hung out and dug in because I thought everyone knows I was in the army. There's no way I can just be mm. like, I'll take the middle of the pack, but I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not going at the back. Whatever happens here, it's just going to be a war of attrition. And did it. Got talking to the guy who ran the company. He told me what I needed to do, and I, I just got really into it. Like, mm. I found a new I found a new passion, and I found a new hobby. And when you've got these things that take all your energy, you haven't got time for bullshit. No. You haven't got time for drama, because you're just that tunnel-focused vision. Things just pass you by, and you're just like, I'm, sorry, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm laser-driven. And, and I was really, really set on getting into hiking, at that time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I was like, I'll get into hiking, I like it, and I'll go on all these adventures. And I just, I fell in love with adventure, mate. Like, I fell in love with exploring and finding new places. And then we started to attract, like, my new, my new friend circle. They liked it because we didn't walk at a slow pace. Like, we almost, we almost tabbed. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like a tabbing pace. Mm. And they liked it that we got it done. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, this is... <clears throat> This is good. And then more and more people like that came. And then as I sort of qualified and went through all my training and I did loads of recce's and I thought of events and I thought, oh yeah, what would be, what would be interesting? As my confidence and my skill level grew, I got more and more adventurous. Um, and nature has a fucking good way of humbling you <laughs> really quickly. Not asked, <laughs> if, you, if you overextend yourself, Nature will go, oh, okay, we'll see about that. And <laughs> I, I my, my, my girlfriend, my partner, she bought me a Fitbit. Um, and she was like, oh, like from a birthday. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard about these. It was like when they were just like sort of newish. And I was like, oh, yeah, steps in that class. And then we started going out locally, like, you know, 10,000. Oh, nice one. 15, 20, 30. And I was like, oh, like I got a bit addicted to like these mm. big step numbers. So we ended up doing like um, <clears throat> 55,000 steps one day. And I was like, fucking hell, 55,000 steps, mental. And like, I started researching it. I was like, what's the, like, what's the ceiling on this? Like, is there a ceiling and what's the ceiling? 
and I found out that on Fitbit that their final badge ends at 100,000 steps, which on the flat ground is the equivalent to 50 miles. Okay. R- roughly, you know, roughly yeah. 50 miles. And I was like, all right, cool. So I found myself a 50-mile plot of land, but it wasn't a flat road. It was undulating. I was on the North Yorkshire Moors, mm. and I was like, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. So packs my bag, bit of nutty, bit of extra water. I'm off to go and hike 50 mile. Um, no, no dramas. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because I remember like getting, I'd, I'd got over 30 mile and I thought, fucking hell, 20 <laughs> miles. <laughs> 20 mile when you're 30 mile still seems yeah. like a fucking good distance. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, it's getting really late. And I've got 20 miles to go and I am, I'm out of water, I'm out of food and this is going to get really fucking interesting really quickly. Um, luckily, I'd done something clever. I'd, I'd, I'd got in touch with a local running group and said, I know you're all trail runners. I'm doing this section to this section. Is there anyone who would like to run it, wreck it, <clears throat> walk it, whatever they want to do with me? And luckily, a woman did come out with me and I'm glad she did because... I got to about mile 41, 42. I went blind in my left eye, pissed myself and collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember, I just remember, and I still tell that now, because it's an event that I now obviously run once a year. It's like <clears> a staple. But I still say, like, I remember thinking, right, my left vision is fucking gone here. And I just thought, what's going on here? And then obviously... I'd lost my dexterity in my fingers. So I knew I needed a piss mate, but I couldn't undo my belt and I couldn't undo my trousers. And I was that exhausted. I just thought, oh, fuck it. I just pissed myself. So, <laughs> so, bearing in mind, this, this woman's with me, this trail yeah. runner. She's turned up like, she's turned up. I'm, I'm in round nine and she's yeah. in round one. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and she's like, hi, John, how you doing? I'm like, got any water. <laughs> I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about drinking that seawater. Yeah. Oh, um, everything all right? Yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. I wasn't all right, but it's a great story. It built a lot of character, and what it did was it it made me realise that things have to be done in a certain way because yeah, actually yeah. it's a fucking dangerous distance just to try and crack. Like, yeah. there's something happens to the body after a certain distance, which if you don't have things in place, safety food, people, support network, um, you'll be in a very, very interesting and very dangerous position. Um, and, and we do that event now every year. Um, <clears throat> and, this, and the type of people who sign up for it, they're, they're brilliant. They're not ultra-athletes, Steve. They're the everyday people who have everyday mm. jobs who want to go to their deep end. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Want to go into a fucking place where they're like, I want to get wet. But if it gets too wet, I know someone's going to throw the boy in and I can get, I can get dragged out. And we run a very, very proficient and a very precision military-like exercise where there's extra food, there's extra water, there's, there's, you know, there's gels, there's extra um, first aid. We've got a proper safety vehicle. Um, all of these things are in place. And I've got extraction points where I'm constantly monitoring people. I lead half of it. Somebody else leads half of it. So we've got fresh eyes, 
fresh thinking, fresh minds. Um, and it's a fantastic event. And uh, I'll tell you another little funny story about it. A good friend of mine, Tom Cockrell, he, um, he's been on a bit of a personal development journey. He's lost a lot of weight. He's got into his fitness. He's got into his hiking. But when I first met him, he was like, oh, man, I really want to have a crack at this 100,000 steps. It fucking sounds amazing. And I said, oh, it is, yeah. And um, when we did it, he got to like, he got into the 40 mile. I always feel it's this after 40 miles, like things like really get oh, yeah. sticky wicked. And we got to like the last, the last rest stop. And one of my admin crew had bought like coffees. And he was banging. I didn't notice at the time, but he was banging gels. And he banged like, a, you know, like a, a really strong, you know, I'm going to say here, don't you? Banged a really strong <laughs> coffee. And he was like, he was up. Do you know what I mean? He was up. So we, we finish it, high fives, tea medals, biscuits. We get in the minibus and we're driving home. And all of a sudden, mate, his head just starts spinning in the, in the, in the passenger seat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's telling the, the driver, oh, pull over, pull over, pull over. And I'm kind of a bit fucked, so I'm a little bit out of it. And anyway, he's ended up in the bush with his trousers down, having a shit. And, he's <laughs> and everyone else is in the bush. <laughs> and because he's completely gone, he doesn't care that everyone yeah. can see him. He doesn't care. He doesn't even know where he is. His body's just gone. Why have we got all this caffeine in our system right yeah. now? We don't want this at all. And he's in the bush. He's being sick. He's trying to hold his trousers and his pants down whilst having a wee and, and a poo at the same time. It was possibly like one of the most bizarre. And he was like, he got in the bus and he went, Beamson, you fucking killed me. <laughs> but uh, he laughs about it now. He's like, honestly, I was in a place there. And he's like, fair play, mate. He's like, that event is, is hideous. I was like, yeah, there's something about it, but it's a great, it's a great test. And what I've done now, Steve, is I've made it invite only because what yeah. I don't want to do is I only take five people because I feel like it's one of those shared experiences. I don't want a big, like, 20, 30 people on it. Like, yeah, I want yeah, everyone yeah. to be to form a team. And, and it's like an event where people go, remember when we did that together? Okay, now, yeah, that got interesting. And everyone who comes on it has a moment where it, like, where the event says, you're finding this a little bit too easy. We're just going to crank it to the right and see where you are. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. And do you find that with your with your running every now and again, you just think, well, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit not where I should be here. Or oh, it's totally, gotten... yeah. I mean, some days, I, you know, I can go out and do sort of a really long distance and think, come back home and go, that was all right. And then some, yeah. days, some days I'll go out and do a 5K and go, I am fucked. <laughs> <laughs> What's just happened there? I'm making a lot. But it's funny you're talking about that 40 miles there because I was say that Brecon to Cardiff Ultra I did last yeah, year, yeah. right, in Stone Kira, which, was, uh, which made it a bit more, <laughs> a bit more interesting. <laughs> but obviously because there was bridges down, there was diversions mm. and all that, I, you've got it in your mind. I'm like, right, I've got, to, I've got to do 42 miles here and I've finished this. So I'm banging mm. on 42 miles. I get my watch clicks over, bing, 42 miles. And I'm still in the middle of nowhere, and, wow. I don't know, and I don't know how far I am from the end. And that there were so many people who got to that point on that race that day who were actually we were actually only a mile and a half away from the finish. Oh wow! But at that 42 mile point, just that metal switch went. I'm done. I'm done. This is what I signed up for today, and I'm done now. This, yeah. So it's 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 bizarre, Steve, isn't it? That because I I do a thing where. I lie to my groups and I'll say like, oh, two and a half K now, gents. Two and a half K, we're done. And it, it's not two and a half K. It no. never is. Sometimes 
sometimes it might only be 500 <laughs> meters before we finish but because i just like seeing people go all right okay like some people do just crack on but some people like there's this i need to know i need to know why yeah. you're gonna have to walk the distance anyway or run it whatever it is there isn't a magic bus coming to pick you up yeah so but some people like it really really and and like now people say to me all the time people like when someone new comes out and someone in the group says how oh, far now someone else will just dive in and say he'll only say two and a half k <laughs> <laughs> so, so so it's just and like i've had moments where people have gone no i really need to know and i was like well I really need to know the lottery numbers, but uh, it's not going to happen, is it, gents? So let's just fucking get on with it. And there's something about it, like, I wonder what it is. If, if, if you, like, I've done that 50 miler now three times. And when I'm going on the 50 miler, I've accepted it's 50 mile and I can do it. But there's been a few times when I do like a 25 miler, I think if I got to the end of this 25 miler and someone went, oh, it's a 50 miler, mate, I'd be like, well, I'm the same person. Same fitness, but there's—I'd be like, I'm not fucking doing it. There's yeah. no way, <clears throat> and I don't know what like. Yeah, yeah Obviously, it's purely psychological, but I think myself at the end of 25 miles, I think there's no way I could do another 25 miles now. No. And I think <clears throat> it's it's a it's a real unlock in it. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's it what is. sets. It is, and that's the difference. I think that's why I tried to set myself up for a lot of, well, before COVID, when they were still going, but set myself up for events that actually don't have a distance. Mm. Um, so um, I, I don't know, if, have you had an event called The Drop? No, no, no. Uh, this, this, is, this is fucking brilliant, this, right? So basically, I, I did this a couple of years ago. This is one of the, one of the most fun events and best events I've ever done. So we, you're, we, all the races reported to this place in, it was Doncaster, reported to this place right. in Doncaster. I was like, right, okay. Once everybody's there, there was about must have been about sixty of us, and it was like right, all your all your tech, your phones, everything in this bag. You can carry it with you, but we're going to seal it, stick it in your bag, so you've got it with you if you need it. If you but if you come back and your bag's open, you you're out. Yeah, um, and then it's on a coach, blindfolds on, and they just fuck off, right? Oh, nice. And then they just get however far distance away. They they make the decision on the day, kick it off the bus, and go right, get back to where you started. Oh, amazing. And that is no maps, no tech, no nothing. Um, and it, with that, they'd actually dropped us off about 10, it's in about 10 miles as the crow, crow flies from where we were. Wow. Um, and I got back, I think I was about, I was about the fifth one back, I think. Um, and it, I'd done about sort of 12 miles. So I'd actually done a fairly sort of straight wow. road back. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they do these, they do these, they do the same events every year and just sort of drop it off. But I think those sort of events where you don't know how far you're going, that gives you a real sort of mental test, really, as as mm. you know, as what you do. Because you do, if you're doing 25 miles, you set yourself mind, you set your mind up to do 25 miles, and like, you know, if you're, if I'm doing 25 miles in the last mile, I'm probably hanging out, uh, mm. and I can't wait to finish. But if that was like you say, if that was a 50 mile, I, I'd be I'd be gone, mate, and I'd, I'd, mm. I'd keep going until mile 49. I, I, I've noticed, like, um, I've noticed as well. Obviously, I know you. I know that you know that we're doing Escape the Lakes next year. Yeah. Now, I've said to people, you'll fucking find out when you need to find out what's what the dance is, right? <laughs> At the moment, it's you've signed up and you've paid your deposit, and more information will follow. Yeah. But that's all you're finding out. Yeah. Because that's all I want you to find out. Because this is the parameters of the event. I'm not going to give you the route so you can go and spend fucking six months on it 
and hike it and run it and nav it so when you come to it you're confident and you're comfortable because the whole point of the event is i don't want you to be fucking comfortable mm. because i because life in life sometimes fastballs happen and you can't always be comfortable and if you're okay with that idea of whatever happens now i'm just going to roll with it i'm going to roll with it and i'm going to beat it and i'm going to overcome it mm. your life will become a lot better now i've had to remove someone off this event already because I knew that that individual was going to cause me dramas on this event yeah. from how they were interacting with me. I need to know this and I need to know that and I need to know... You don't need to know. You'll need to know what I tell you and I'll tell you where we're meeting, <clears throat> what you need to bring and what time you need to be there. And then after that, there'll be a race, there'll be an event brief before the start and all your information will be given to you then. Yeah. Oh, that's not going to work for me. Well, I, well this event is not for you then there's your money back thanks very much all the best good luck we're not walking up cat bells with our nanas to fucking take pictures of keswick it's escape the lakes it's an escape and evasion pressure timed event pressure makes people make mistakes yeah that's the whole point of the idea of right not only do i not know the route but i know that in if in in a time period i'm gonna have people on here who are actively going to try and track me down yeah which will put pressure on me which will force me to <clears throat> make mistakes on my navigation there's people saying to me oh you let them use gps i was like i couldn't give a fuck if they use electing i couldn't <laughs> care what they use because navigation is tech is only as good as the person using it yeah totally yeah and and if you dog shit you dog shit don't matter <laughs> what your fancy sunto says what your Garmin, E-Track, whatever you're using, if you can't read the ground and you can't read a map, then all of that is just, you might as well just chuck it in the bin and say, I'm going solo. Mm. Um, and, and I've had the idea of this, this event for a long time, but it's took us a while to get to a position to be able to run it because there's having aspirations of running a big event yeah. and then it's becoming a big, a big enough company to run a big event. Mm. And there's a, there's a difference and it took us three years to get to a point now where we've gone right we've got our area we've got it absolutely ninja dialed in exactly what we want happening um we've got a great veteran owned network company supporting it we've got um brilliant instructors like top-notch hunters and it's going to be an absolutely like it's it's going to be a mega day like i've been and done the route twice obviously risk assessments looking at stuff understanding access and all that sort of good good stuff and, and seeing you know is is this event going to be hard and the, and the answer is yeah it's going to yeah. be hard but <clears throat> where did it why do people fear hard steve like what where's this thing come from of like i must know everything i and i i, I wanted i just wanted to be nice and steady like i get it not everyone's into running ultras and doing triathletes and doing this and doing that but fuck's sake will people find a bit of bottle and a bit of bite and think right at least once a year i am going to do something that challenges me not only physically but mentally there's yeah, a yeah. lot of things um funny story i got invited to go ape right just before christmas now i didn't really know what going was i thought it was just a kid's thing right mm. so birthday party go up yeah yeah sound fucking i'm the eagle aren't i do you know what i mean so what i turned up there and because psychologically i've not prepared for this 
all of a sudden, you know, I'm 15, 20 <clears throat> meters in the trees and I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. This is a little bit more than I thought. And I had to stop and have a little word with myself and say, hey, there's people here who, who, who are watching you here. And yeah. at the moment, you're not really fucking acting like the run sale man. You're being a bit, you're being a bit of a biffer. So <laughs> you, you need to have a word and, and, and sort yourself out. And I thought, and I loved it because you caught me out, Steve. Yeah. You caught me out and it made me go, oh, fucking hell. Um, I'm not comfortable here. I'm, I'm going to have to have a word with myself and, and get going. And I like to do, um, I've got like, a, I've got a phobia of caves and, and, and small spaces. So like this year, I'm fucking going caving. I, I'll hate it. Like, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll hate it. But it, it must be done because confronting your fear and your phobia unlocks them and gives you power and control over what 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 you used to fear and like people oh, i don't want to be out of breath like fucking hell how we turn the page do you know what i mean out of yeah, breath yeah. <laughs> should be out of breath once a day maybe it's more. <laughs> <clears throat> well that's the thing though isn't it i think we're in um over the past few years now we've got into this um this attitude of participation medals and nobody yeah. Nobody can come last. If you come last, oh, it's, and it just drives you fucking mad, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's, like, it's like this challenge that I've just set up. Um, yeah. it, it, I'm going to do it myself. Is there yeah. a chance I'm not going to do 3,500 miles in a year? Fucking right there is. Yeah. Um, and, but that's why I'm doing it. Because mm. if, if you know you're going to do it, then why bother? It, it yeah. is, is, sort of like, is what I think about it. If you know you can achieve it, then what, what's, the, what's the point there? And I think, I think, you know, going back to Goggins, one of the things he says is it's, this is the time now when it's, it's easy to achieve great things because so many people are so fucking weak. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think he's, I think he's bang on. Like, and I subscribe to the Goggins way of thinking um, 100%. But people get it, people get mixed up with Goggins because I feel like they only see this man now. And they don't see where he was and oh, how God, far yeah. he's and how far he's come, and the lessons he's trying to teach us. And there's others like Goggins. You know what I mean? There's a lot of inspirational people out there, and some people react well to that. Like, I'm talking to you, you lazy motherfucker. Do you know what I mean? Like, some yeah, people yeah. really react to that, and other people react to the arm around the shoulder. Like, there's a lot of different styles to leadership and styles. Um, and someone like when I did the Goggins challenge, like. I'd said, oh yeah, someone didn't read what I said on a post and said, are you comparing yourself to Goggins? And I said, no, I fought the Taliban twice. I don't think he did. Um, <laughs> 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 and I was like, it's one thing to read. I know loads of people, Steve, and you probably do too. Oh, I love Goggins, mate. Tell me the, tell me the last time you did something Goggins. Yeah. Um, right, well, until you do, you, you truly won't understand what he's talking about because mm. this whole 10% more mentality doesn't happen on the fucking run up to McDonald's and the run back down. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the deep water. Do you know what I mean? Um, he's talking about things that fucking make you think, okay, now I'm in it here. Like, I am, my left eye stopped working. This has got to be, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this has got to be something I should be taken serious of. And, a sort of tradition for me. Um, I've done the Yorkshire Three Peaks for the last three years on Boxing Day for the last three years in a row. Mm. Now, the first two years, I've been really lucky. I've had like lovely winters, sort of sunny days. 
Mm. However, this year we saw whatever that was, and it was absolutely <laughs> hideous, and and we went for it. But because I've added, like as Goggins would say, cookies in the cookie jar, I've done a lot of tasty mm. things. I was like, here we go again, yeah. just another one, just another thing to add to the to the to the body of work, and. You know, we got round in a really, really fast time. We pushed a really good hiking pace the entire way. The weather was shocking. Um, we finished it. Me and my mate were like, fucking hell, that was tasty as fuck that. Oh, right, let's go and get a Mackey's. Like, but on the way around, we barely spoke two words to each other. You know, it's like when the winds yeah, are blowing yeah, and the yeah. rain's coming in your face, you've got your <clears> buffs on and you just think, fuck this, it's mm. head down and going in. Yeah. And then on the, on the sort of way home, we were talking and I was like, do you know what? We have there's a section there for about twenty k where not one of us said a word. And I said, I've had like a great thought of period of reflection where you can really, really think, and you think, who else does this on a Boxing Day no. in the middle of COVID after after Christmas Day, powered by toffee coins and roses, <laughs> and we're yeah. still in a place now. No. We're still going for it now, um, and it's I want it to become like my tradition. So like. Yeah, yeah. Next year, I'll be doing the same thing. And I'm a part of a mastermind group, uh, Steve. Uh, and one of my goals for this year is to do the Free Peaks Yorkshire every month for the entire year. Mm. Um, and I want to I go sub seven. Like, that's my, that's my goal. Like, I'm, I'm currently sitting at, like, 721. But I'm like, I'm fucking having that 21. Like, yeah. that 21 is fucking going. And I am going to get that, that hiking sub seven mm. um will it be horrific yeah you best it'd be fucking gross yeah but we, we're only on this planet once and i look at like my father who's an old man now and i think to myself i'll be there there's no two ways about it like we are that's where we're going but it's about what we do in the moment and when we look back we can say when our time is over, we can look back and say, do you know what? I've had a right fucking crack at this thing mm. we call life. And I'm so glad I did all of these things because I've got, I'm a part of something and I've, and I've got a body of work. I see, it frustrates me, Steve, when I see people my, like my age, younger than me, not trying to do things and, and this fucking, I'll start Monday mentality or what it is, me nana and over here and, over this and I can't do you know what I mean I just think yeah. it's excuses and it's not moving you forward and you'll have a moment in your life where you think you know people will say to me oh I'd love to do that free pigs I'm like what's well, fucking in the Yorkshire Dales go and do it what, yeah, yeah, what you, yeah, yeah, yeah. it ain't gonna it ain't gonna invite you it's not, it doesn't write letters and say do your fucking Alan do you fancy a crap next Tuesday like do you know what I mean like if you want to do it look learn to read a map do it yourself Hire, go with an organised company whatever you want to do yeah 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 it's doable if you want to do it fucking do it like yeah. that's the answer uh, i'll start training for it you, you already did when you were born that's when you started when you were born you were fucking training for it um don't waste any more time like i, I know today um uh brian tinks the t-man the legend yeah. like i've only just recently got to know him but i feel like me and him are almost like very very similar like he's a fucking guy that's really having a crack of life and i really really respect that he stopped drinking i i don't drink anymore i haven't drank for years yeah. um 
I've been drinking them fake beers. Yeah, zero percent right, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all right. But a lot of people say to me, I haven't got time. And I'll say, what do you do Saturday night? Well, I get pissed on her. So there's time to get lashed up and have a hangover all day Sunday, but there's no time for personal development. Yeah, that's the one. And it, and it always, whenever people say to me, oh, how much is all this, like, all these courses that you go on cost? I was like, it doesn't cost as much as going to Blackpool and do cocaine. No, oh, all right. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there you go. There's the answer. Do you know what I mean? There's it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's this budget for destruction. The budget for destruction is, is limitless. It's That's endless. A good term, I mean, like that. Yeah, it's, do you know what I mean? I was I was talking to somebody the other day and I was saying, oh, what do you do between, between Christmas and New Year? I was they were like, oh well, yeah, just just sort of killing time. I was like, why do you want to kill time? It's all you've got. The all you've got is now. Yeah, you, you haven't got any future. The past happened. All you've got is now. So why do you want to kill that? Do fucking something with it. <laughs> do 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 something like live your fucking life. Yeah. Do all these things that you wanted to do. Um, you don't need to start Monday. Just fucking start now, eight o'clock. Yeah. Start now. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's people losing their mind because they've put a few pounds on over Christmas. Like, look, enjoy Christmas. Kick the ass out of it. Eat your roses. Yeah. Have your fucking pudding. And just think, come January, I, I have <laughs> to dial it back in and I have to put a shift in for the month of January. Mm. Hey, presto, you, you're back to somewhere where you are before Christmas. It's not a big deal. Again, it's Steve, it's down to acceptance. I accepted at Christmas, I'm going to kick the ass out of it. Yeah, but come yeah. January, I'll be back dialed in, back to tracking my food, back to regular exercise, back to doing yoga, back to drinking loads of water. And your body just goes, Well, all right, then we've fucking put a bit of. Mm. The best phrase I heard recently was someone went, Oh, yeah, I've got a bit fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, That's class, fluffy. And I thought, That's a great way to put it. Got a bit fluffy, trip, trim it off. Back on you go, but some people think, well, I've put a stone on, so I might as well just have a stone on for the entire 2021. And blame. Yeah. Get to the summertime and someone go, fucking hell, oh yeah, Christmas. What, <clears throat> six months ago? Yeah. yeah. Lose, lose a stone in the six months, mate. Do you know what I mean? How it, what, what, what we're playing yeah. at here. And, oh, well, people have their excuses lined up, don't they? Well, the gyms have been shut. I've been homeschooling. Have you been watching The Crown on Netflix? Yeah, I've watched all series. Well, you've had fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> you've had, yeah. you've right, had yeah. time then, mate. Yeah. You've had time because there's 10 episodes and they're an hour long. <clears> oh, yeah, fucking hell. You know. Um, so what... what, what go, sorry, what? go No, I was going to say what... You, say, I think you're like me in that you, you like your personal development. You like your... your, your all that. What, what's your... Who are your go-to people for that? Because, um, I mean, I first got into sort of self... The, the first book I ever read on self-development was um, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant. Yeah, Tony Robbins, yeah. Every, everybody, I think anybody gets in self-development is generally it's one of the first books they read, but, you know, and I've sort of developed on from there, but who, who are your guys? Um, so, obviously, like, you start off with the big names, don't you? So, the Grand Cardones, the Gary Vs, the Robbins, and then, eventually, you sort of find a few, you know, once you start going down that rabbit hole, you start seeing yeah. content, and you think, oh, who's this guy then? And I've been very lucky to meet people like... Um, I want to say sort of a few, maybe it's a few levels under that, but I have aspirations. And like, um, there's a guy I listen to at the moment and, and he's massive in the UK, Paul Mart. Do you know who Paul Mart is? No, definitely not. No. I'll, I'll send you a link from him. He's really, yeah, yeah. really good. He's a guy from, um, I want to say North Shields. Uh, and he's got a fantastic podcast, Steve. And he, he's a top, top coach. But again, 
in his circle, I found more great people mm. and more sort of approachable. Do you know what I mean? As in, like, suppose when you get to a certain level, it's pay to play in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, so um, I, I'm lucky. Like, there's a local guy to me, a guy called Paul Million. You know, he's ex uh, Royal Navy guy. He's built a large property network. He's very knowledgeable on business. He's very knowledgeable about. I find with entrepreneurs and business men and women, it's not really, they can sell you anything really. What they sell is really, it's not really about that. It's about the people that they are and the cultures that they create. It doesn't matter if they were selling cans of pop or houses, they'd sell them in the same way and people go, oh, have you seen him? He's got the best cans of pop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's it. And, you know, we're very lucky in the veteran-owned community as well. There's a lot of really great, like, and uh, Nick Gall from Hidden Valley Bushcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Scott Scott Johnson. Like, uh, <clears throat> there's a, there's a lot of really stellar people in there with a lot of knowledge. And I think one thing you have to do is, if you think to yourself, "I'm the smartest man in this room," then you've got to fucking move to a different room and quickly, mm. because you've you've got to you've got to be okay with not being the best in it at what you do. Do you know what I mean? And you've got to be accepting that. The moment you think I'm at the top of this, you probably is at the foot and bottom. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And sometimes people say to me, "Why do you share other companies' events?" And I say, "Because when you've got a big cock, it doesn't matter who else has got a big cock." <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's how I feel about it. Like when I see a great event, I'll share it on my business page and say, hey, "Guys, check this out! Fucking great event this." Hmm. Because I think it's a big cake, and I don't want to eat all of it because then I'll get fat. Yeah. And I just want. I just want my piece, but everybody else can have a piece of cake. And that's how I feel. And um, I like to go on other people's events, Steve. Um, one, for learning and looking how other people do things. Uh, I don't do it sly. I don't sign up under a fucking like, pseudo name or a, a, a dodgy email. Like I'll sign up <clears> through <throat> my business email and I'll say, hey, buddy, I'm coming on your event. Just so you know, yeah, yeah. I run my own events. Yeah. Oh, so there's a full disclosure. So they're not thinking, who the fuck's this? Yeah. Uh, and I like to go on other people's events because I like to see how other people are doing it. Um, and I like to see, you know, compare myself where I am to these people. And again, it's just about, it's just about a bit of, a bit of knowledge in it. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. It's about learning from other people who are maybe a few years down the line from you. Yeah? Mm. And saying, well, they're doing that really good. And maybe, you know, I maybe need to look at that and I could do it like that. Um, Someone was like, someone had sent, sent me something on Instagram, I think it was last year, saying, so-and-so has copied your event. I said, send, you me, send, send me the link and I'll share it for them. And they're like, you'll share it? I was like, dude, if their new stuff looks like my old stuff, then say it be. I was like, I'm yeah. moving on. I'm doing other stuff. Good on them. They hope they have a great event. I was yeah. like, I've got no time to put negative energy into hating on other people mm. because it won't move me forward. And all it'll do is it'll give them attention and yep. I'll just say, Hey, great event guys. Have a fucking cracker. I'm off doing this now. Um, and, and, and I feel like that's, you know, that's, that's important because I feel one thing where there's a lot of weakness in the human psyche is, is, is green eyed monster. And if I ever feel like I'm getting it, I'll put my phone down, Steve, and I'll walk away yep. and I'll go and do <laughs> something yep. else. I'll go and do something else. And by the time I've come back to it, I'll handle it in a very different manner than this like ready shoot aim. Do you know what I mean? Ready yeah, shoot yeah. aim is fucking dangerous. Mm. Um, there's a brilliant movie on Netflix at the moment called Spree. Okay. It's, yeah. Have you seen it? No, I've not made it. No, no. 
It's it's about a guy who craves fame and likes and follows and comments to the point where he's prepared to murder for it because okay. he's that he's in that much of a place where all he wants to be is insta famous or this like mm. that he'll do anything to get it. And the movie I was watching it last night, I was thinking, do you know what? Like because it hits on tropes like oh follows for follows and why we tagged you in this and you didn't tag us in that and I commented yeah. on your post and I think Social media reminds me of like what it must have been like for the cavemen when they first invented fire. Like mm. someone used it to heat the cave and someone went, give us that. I'm going on a crusade and I'm going to stab dinosaurs with the fucker. Yeah. That'll make a great weapon. Mm. And it's, it's how we use it. Do you know what I mean? And it's powerful, but I also feel as a human race, like, we don't really understand it yet. It's it's not really been in our lives that long. Um, and some of us are struggling to put our phones down. Some of us are struggling to, <clears throat> you know, have real conversations with our family because all we're doing is on the phone or, you know, we get engrossed in likes and follows and um, wanting to be Insta-famous, what, whatever that means. Like, I, I don't know, but I feel like it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing and I watch it very carefully. Like, you take a break from social media, a 48-hour detox, and I find you a different person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you, you are a different person. Um, and I, saw, I don't know if I feel sorry for the kids. Maybe it's the kids coming up now because it's been with them their entire lives. Maybe they'll handle it differently. I don't know. Or maybe it'll just, like, completely engross them. But I definitely feel for me there was a few times I thought, why haven't they followed me back? Fuckers, I'm going to put the windows out. Do you know what I mean? And, and, it, and it's not its not the right way to be. Like, you don't know what's going on in that person's life. You don't know how no. busy they are. You don't even know if it's them managing their social media. Like no. for me, I've got people who manage my social media. So it's funny because people will send me messages thinking they're talking to me. Yeah. But they're not. They're talking to the person who steps in sometimes when I say, I need to just step away. It's mm. It's getting a bit you know, I'm getting a little bit addicted to it and mm. they'll come back and say, oh, so-and-so has been on and uh, we were sort of having this weird conversation where they thought they were talking to you and they brought up like Ireland in like fucking 92 and <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I have to start saying now like to people, you are speaking to a business page. Like, yeah, yeah. If you know me, do you have my number? No, but you can't ring me then, can you? Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's how it is. But um, social media is great. And you find a lot of great people on there, but I also feel like it can really, really affect your psyche and it really can, like, it really can affect your mood of how you start a day as well. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? If you wake up, and I think I've heard you talk about this before, if you wake up and look at your phone straight away and you, you've got notifications and likes, you might get this false, like, yes, I'm popular. Yeah. Well, that works the other way. If you pick up your phone and no one's messaging you, yeah, you think, yeah, yeah. oh, well, I'm a shit cunt. Um, yeah. and you leave, you leave the door on the wrong foot and then you've sort of got to be psychologically I think you've got to be in your bonnet and then you, you're not as nice at work or you're not as nice to the next person that you meet uh, and, and it's got like this little impact um, yeah it fascinates me where it's going to go and I think we'll yeah. see it play out oh, we will do mate and um, like I think you've hit the nail on the head when you say that we're still learning how to use it we're still learning how to use the internet because <laughs> Because the internet is brilliant for confirmation bias. So if I go on the internet and go, are Scousers 
the most <laughs> our scousers the funniest people in the world I'll get a million pages going, yeah, Scousers are the funniest people yeah. in the world. But I'm asking the wrong question because I've asked the question of what's the evidence that Scousers aren't the most yeah. funny people in the world? They'll give me a different answer. And I'll mm. go, actually, no, they're all, they're all boring and they're not funny and you can't sing and the Beatles were shit. And <laughs> 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 but but we, we just ask the wrong questions, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I sort, of, I sort of went off on one there a bit, but I get inspiration from a lot of places, mate. Like, you know, I feel like you, you, your friend circle is probably where you get a lot of your inspiration from. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's without realising it. Like, I've had a few personal messages recently from people saying to me, you look, I found your page during lockdown and I find your content brilliant. Like, I find this, like, no holes barred. Stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself approach. It's really, really helped me and I thank you very much. And I think I, I'm just a guy, but someone is just a guy to someone all the time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know... And definitely, there's too many people as well, Steve. There's too many people being fucking vanilla as fuck. And mm. I see, I see right through it straight away. Like people, people want to say what they think. Either they've been influenced to say, instead of just you know, you can have a disagreement with someone and say something without being horrible and say no, this is my opinion and mm. these are the structured reasons why these are my opinions. Yeah. Well, I don't agree like that. Well, that's cool because not everyone has to agree. Mm. That's the best thing <clears> about being a human and having a having a, a you know a sort of difference of, of opinion. And I feel there's a lot of people on social media they say things that they think is the right thing to say. And the only problem with that is when you get when when you finally meet these people in real life, it's very hard to maintain a lie. That's why all these like Walter Mitty characters crumble because yeah. you just a lie on top of a lie on top of a lie and then someone pulls one out <laughs> and it's and it, and it all crumbles down yeah. and I feel like it is with the so, some of the social media people they feel like I've got to say that because it's the right thing to say at the mm. moment in the current climate and then when you meet them they struggle to be this pretend person because you fucking can't do it can you? No. Can't. No. It's, it's, it's a, I think you were talking before about sort of acceptance. It comes down to uh, self-awareness as well doesn't it? Mm. Because sometimes um, as, as great as I think I am sometimes I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and I'll get called out on being a dick usually by my missus will say you're being a dick and I could like go I, I could just go no I'm not because I'm I'm me but the fact is if you can go well actually yeah I, fuck it. I know I do that sometimes and I shouldn't do that and I'll stop doing that and you, you've got to do that in life haven't you and I think for me I think one thing what, what you talked about before being the, if you're the best person in the room then go yeah. find another room I think it's, it's like Mark Twain said, wasn't it? If you um, once you find yourself in the majority, it's time to up your game um, yeah. and do that. Because you know, I, I'm these days at my sort of grand old age of, of nearly fifty. I was still walk, I still see people. I've I've got a gaffer now, and I, I, after I'd known him for you know a, a few months or so, I was like, "Can you mentor me? Can you be my mentor?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course I can. I, I'll 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 teach you what I know. I don't know what you think. I know that you don't, but." Mm. I'm like, and you know you've got you've got to understand that you've got to be aware of where you are in life mm. and what you can learn from other people and they're not always your elders the people who've had different experiences have done different things aren't they i i spend a lot of time listening to people i don't like um or don't agree with for for a reason i feel like if you spend times you know people who think like you <laughs> act like you all the time you become very very one-track minded and yeah. 
you stop, you know, you stop paying attention to the other side. And I do listen to people who I just have a, like, I'll, I'll listen to like a podcast who, and it'll be the person I think, you know, I, I have Paul a different opinion here, but I'm going to listen to it because it's good to listen to other opinion. Mm. And, and actually I found myself going, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I can look at that and I can relate to that. That's, that's not a million miles away. Um, yeah, you're right. I think it's, it's good to listen to people who have a difference of opinion um, and get both sides of the argument, especially with like, especially, there seems to be like this war for the world soul at the moment where like, there's one side, both sides are extreme as each other. And then I feel like there's a pocket of people in the middle and we're just like, wow, what's going on here? Do you know what I mean? Like, we, I just want to go out and run and do a bit of fizz, go do some hills. Yep. Be a general, be a generally nice person, and be respectful and be helpful to people. But it's yeah, it's it's a bizarre thing, isn't it? And and again, I think it comes down to social media and its power to polarize people and and, mm. and its power to take things out <clears> of context because everyone's hard online. Like everyone's hard because there's no consequences. Do you know what I mean? If you've yep. ever had a confrontation where you've had a dust up, there's a point where you go over a line and you think. Well, this has moved on, yeah. uh, and <laughs> and there's a not, there's a handful of people who are prepared to say, well, I'm going to step over the line, and there's a lot of people who say, and I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with this. But I've I've seen a lot of threads recently descending to chaos, and I think if you put these 500 people in a room now, and you said, right, who's got an opinion? Out of the 500, there might be 10 willing to put their hand up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it would be that small of a number because everyone else is thinking, I'm not saying shit here because I don't want to deal with the consequences of me saying, well, I think this, and someone saying, well, I think that, so let's have a dust-up. Yeah. Like, and this is the problem with, with, <clears throat> with these threads, the descend into chaos. Uh, and it's just this endless backwards and forwards where you wouldn't have that in real life because it would either, you'd walk away and it's over, or you'd end up having a confrontation and there's a winner left or right. And then all of a sudden, it's, do it's done. It's like there's no way of ending these arguments online. I don't get involved in any drama online. Like, if I don't like someone, mate, block. Sorry, buddy. All the best. I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. Um, I see a lot of people just just constantly, like, rounds away, rounds away. But yeah, yeah. There's no end. there is no end mission. There is no, like, oh, it's all over. It just keeps on going. And I think it fuels a, a lot of people in a way of, like, going into like a negative anything that's negative in my life I, I don't have it no no, my no. feed's never negative um what I what I consume is not negative um and, and I think that's for me that works for me do you know what I mean I, I don't know what you're taking yeah no, no I mean yeah I think generally in life with with other people yeah I'll sort of brush away that negativity but what I, I did actually I, I've actually started using a bit of negativity in the training right, right and I'll tell you why because <laughs> Um, I used to sort of do races or do challenges, what have you, and I'm big into the visualisation, right? You know, I'm going to visualise myself getting the medal at the end, going over that finish line, no matter how far it is, and that's great. And that and that works up to a point, I think. But I think when I started doing ultras, what I started to do is visualise all the negative aspects as well. Like when I get to mile twenty, my fucking legs going to be hurting. Mm -hmm. When I get to this point, I'm probably going to, I'm probably, despite what I was going to do at the beginning, I've had too many gels and I'm going to be honking up in the drainage ditch at the side there. All that. <laughs> so I've visualised all that. So I'm expecting all that along the way as well. So as well as 
going across the line and getting that medal or getting the pat mm. on the back or what have you, I've visualised all the negative stuff on the way. So my brain's sort of prepared for it as well. So mm. I, I think there's a place for But generally, I mean, you know, I think 2020 for me, and I heard somebody coin this phrase the other day, 2020 was the year of the bastard. Because I've, I've met so many bastards in 2020 and um, not just probably, probably that were sort of in my extended circle and some of them in my really, really close circle that I've thought, you've actually really shown your true colours now and mm-hmm. you're, you don't need to be in this circle anymore because, you know, I mean, look really? at us now, it's, it's quarter past eight. Boris has, Boris has been on the telly for 15 minutes. Me and you haven't got a clue what he said and we don't really give, we don't care because... I'll st- I'll, I'll let, you know, you might you might say you can't go outside, you can't go for a run tomorrow. But that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll get my bikes behind me. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. I'm a bother. I'll do, I'll do something. You, you're not gonna like say you're not gonna take away your the, your, your your free will and your, your happiness and your and your determination, are you? No, like I, I see a lot of people pointing the finger of blame. Yeah, and like and I coined this phrase from like uh, the guy I mentioned before, Paul Million. You point the finger of blame and three fingers always point back at you. Like, I see a lot of people blaming Boris. But, hands up who wants a crack at leading the country right now. No way. Like, you could come out tomorrow and go, oh, we've, we've squared the EU, we've squared COVID, we've squared this. However, boys and girls... We are in a recession. Oh, you're joking, are you? Oh, you're a lot of fucking shit. Like, no matter what you did, there is a side in this country which will never, ever, ever accept what you've done. Like, no. never. Never, never, never. Um, I mean, my, my, dad still, my dad still hates the Tories from the coal miners' days. Like, and I get it. That's, what he li- that's, what he, that's his experience, and he lived through that. But he's out. Boris, he's out, completely checked out. Like, he won't even listen to him. Like, and he, no. he's just, and he'll say to me, like, ah, oh, I can't believe he's Prime Minister. I can't believe. And I just think, he's come, there's, there's, there's nothing Boris could do when my dad would go, fucking hell, he's all right, you know. He just wouldn't, <laughs> it, would, it would pain him to say it. He'd never say it. He'd never, ever say it. And I just think, it's an impossible task. Um, and everyone wants, you know, everyone wants to do what they want to do. We want the gyms open. Well, if you want the gyms open, I want my coffee shop open. Well, if he wants his coffee shop open, I want the hairdressers open. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a never-ending cycle, and you can never please everyone. And, you know, COVID is like, it's come out of left field, and everyone's like, oh, well, we should have done, yeah, look, hindsight. We all know about hindsight. Like, it's yeah. the greatest thing ever, but yeah, yeah. it's only wise after the, after the occasion. Um. I just look at it like this. We've got, and I'm not getting into vaccines, not vaccine, vaccine, I'm not getting into that. I'm just saying there's two vaccines now. There's a clear path to a way out. Um, and, and what we've had here, actually, Steve, I think, it comes back to what we talked about before. We've had the false finish. We've yeah. had the false Probably finish. Else. Yeah, yeah. And we've gone up and over. We've crested. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a fucking big saddle and someone's gone, oh, for fuck. And we're, we're running back down now and we're going into the saddle. And then maybe, maybe we've got one more big steep climb. And maybe just then, when we crest, there's the actual finish. Yeah. And it's game over. And we're like, fuck, and I remember that free and that bit. And you did that. And oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. spreaders. <clears throat> and my headphones stopped working and all of that. And it's like, <laughs> but whatever happens, my 2021 
is going to be fucking mint because my 2022, uh, 2020 was mint. Yeah. Um, and I've already had my hardest year because it was a year I did Afghan in 2008. So uh, un- <clears throat> unless the Taliban come to Dalo and have a crack, I'm, I'm okay, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Unless I start hearing the mortar alarm going off outside my house um, and me and missus are getting body armor on, like, <laughs> then I'll know, shit, we're in <laughs> tier 55 now. It's just got real. And, and now I might go on face and say, fucking hell, this is a bit shit. <laughs> but, no, um, I, I'll stay off social media now, mate, because I know you could post something super, super, super positive now about maybe yourself, your personal achievements, you know, someone in your immediate family. No one will give a fuck. Yeah. Not because they're all down the rabbit hole now. <laughs> I guarantee it. Shotguns, pitchforks. Um, I'm sort of, um, I'm trying to help this uh this, this girl who I know at the moment, she's a really, really talented artist, but she's gone down this rabbit hole of like, you know, she's going on crusade, Steve. And, 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 and she, she, you know, she went on a bit of a Tory rant the other day and I was like, look, where, where is this getting you? Are you, I said to her, are you going to raise an army? Are you going to feed it, arm it and try and overthrow the, the Tory government? No. Well, fucking move on then. Because, Mm. Least Guy Fawkes had a plan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, least, yeah. least he committed and went all in. He didn't just gob off on social or whatever the equivalent was back in them days. But talk without action is just fucking talk. And it's not moving you forward in your own life. You're trying to put carpets down. You're not putting a fucking roof on. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. You're just wasting your time. <clears throat> just improve your own life and get to a point where I think, look, I, I want to start my own political movement or I want to do this. But just talking about it and posting things on Insta and Facey. Yeah, if a right. tree falls in the woods and no one heard it, did it even fall? Do yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. It's that thing, isn't it? Just yeah. stop putting energy into things that you can't control. And like that comes from people like Gary Vee and like a few years ago, like I talked about, I was there, crusade, who's coming with me? What's the cause? Don't give a fuck, let's go and spread blood. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and and it's thing is with Crusade, Steve, they always cost you more than you thought and it always ends up with blood on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, it, it and, does, mate. It does. And, and people just develop these beliefs on different things. The question I was asking work now, because um, they have these beliefs of like, oh, the company's trying to do this or they're trying to do that. And I'll usually just sort of let them vent. And the question I always ask that nobody ever has an answer to is, um, how is this belief helping you? <laughs> and they're like well, well it's not right well maybe you need another one then because <laughs> because that's doing nothing for you anyway we're going, we're going on here mate yeah so, sorry yeah, no I'm enjoying it mate really enjoying it I could go on all night so 2021 we started talking about that what's what's the plans for 2021 because I know I know, I know there's a little something we've talked about in November yeah Um. so I, I want to diversify sort of into trail running I feel 2020 was the year everyone got into running. Um, and I certainly got more into running because of the situation. <clears throat> um, but I also realised it, it must be quite daunting going from 5k to 10k to thinking, well, half marathon, where do I go after that? Like, it's a bit of a jump, isn't it? Like, it's yeah, yeah. a bit of a jump. Uh, and I think trail running is fantastic. Um, it's 
out in mother nature it's scenery it's um it's less impact on your joints obviously you're running on soft ground and you know mm. all that sort of good stuff and um, you can incorporate navigation which is a brand new skill which will once you start doing a brand new skill who knows you might become the world's greatest navigator who knows um you might start your own group whatever but i wanted to create and highlight a series where i live i've created the tasty series um which the first event will be on the 7th of november 2021 and it's going to be a 35k trail race starting in uh, a little village we might have heard of it um it does brilliant eye tests it's called Barnard <laughs> castle <laughs> and uh that's going to be the launch and, and and i really want to highlight my local area and obviously i've spoke to you because smartest man in the room you know more about this than me we know each other it makes sense for me to approach you and say look steve you know more about running than i do you, mm. you run events you, you you're knowledgeable how do we get this going so it becomes a thing <clears throat> um where it's a distance i feel someone could look at and say 35Ks is really, really, really doable. Yeah. Really doable. That isn't, we're not talking hideous 100K distance here. We're talking about, okay, I can train for that. And then once I feel like you hit that distance, you maybe think, well, actually, is 50K doable? Mm. Is yeah, And the yeah, answer yeah, would yeah. be, yeah, it's doable. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you're progressing people personally i feel and i don't know a lot about the trail running scene i've gone straight in the deep end and i'm going to run the hard mill with 60 in september yeah um but i'm sort of up <clears> there like i'm prepared to go and do that but i feel maybe there's people who would like a an introduction into trail running fell running etc maybe you're coming back from an injury um maybe it's your first trail race maybe you've you know you've only just learned a bit of navigation whatever these things is i think this race is a great place for people to come um maybe see a part of the uk they've not been to before mm. um and maybe find a new a new a new passion so and obviously to have someone like you on board would be you know it's yeah, cool. fantastic <clears throat> so i'm looking forward to that um obviously we've got escape the lakes in june um there's all the other sort of normal everyday hiking things that I've got going on. Um, I, I've really fallen in love with hiking at night. I, I feel like it's a different animal. Yeah, I really yeah, do yeah. think it's a different animal. Um, so I'm doing a lot more stuff at night. Um, personal development, looking after yourself. I've set myself a yoga challenge this year, completely different. Um, as I'm getting closer to 40, I feel it's more important to be able to touch your toes and have big shoulders. Mm. Yep. so so i'm going i'm going I'm, I'm i'm doing like a yoga challenge at the moment um i'm doing uh what 90 days of yoga non-stop cool. that's my that's my current <clears throat> that's my current uh challenge at the moment not running not beasting myself not hills and mileage breathing stretching and improving mobility for me and my long-term health going into 40 50 60 so it's Bro. probably made me a better athlete as well, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, where can people find you on social media and um, on the, on the websites? So, uh, social media, Robust Tours on Instagram, um, Stay Tasty Apparel on Instagram, uh, and Robust Tours uh, .co .uk 
and uh, Facebook and, and all of that other jazz. And um, yeah, I'm I'm available. Do you know what I mean? And if people want to get in touch, uh, and, and it is me on the social that they're speaking to, um, <laughs> then you know I'm happy to have conversations with people. Uh, Robust Tours isn't about being the most well. The clues in the name. It isn't about being the most fit. It's about being robust, and that in itself is the clue that yeah. robustness and resilience, especially right now, are two very, very important uh, skills. Uh, and I'm not a hiking group. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot more to it going on than that. There's a community being built. There's a mindset being built. And I want to give people who want to be active in the outdoors a chance to come and do tasty as fuck events at, at a controlled level with someone who knows what they're doing, who's put skin in the game, who does things the right way, who likes it to get tasty, but knows when it's time to go, okay, we need to come back a touch and uh, tea and medals and all that sort of good stuff. But uh, now nah, this has been fun, Steve. I've really enjoyed it. Good, mate. Yeah. No, um, yeah. What, what I'll do is I'll stick all those links on the, um, on the uh, page notes anyway, so everybody's got them. Um, yeah. And I think I'll, if me and you sort of hook up, say next week or what have you, and we'll have a chat yeah. in November and, and get the ball rolling. And um, I think you know, especially especially if this is going to be the time where everybody's going to sort of contract now and sort of hide in their houses, let's let's get out there and let's 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 get let's, some let's, let's be the positive force. Uh, Steve, thanks very much, mate. I love the podcast. Spot on, awesome mate. guests. Thanks very much. Cheers, buddy. See you I'll later. See again soon. Cheers, buddy. Ciao, mate. That's bye. 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 So that's uh, John Beamson. Um, he does have a um, a good library of podcast episodes. Now I know he's he's put them on hold for the moment, but if you go onto Spotify or you go out there, you will find the, the Eagle podcast, and it's definitely worth listening to. I hope he does resurrect it um, because it was a top podcast. I'm on there as well. I did an interview for him a while back, so you know something you want to do. As we go on to the events that we're going to put on later in the year, we're going to start putting some proper plans together as regards that. So watch this space. But yeah, that's going to be a uh, a cracking little cross country over there in Barnard Castle. So going back to the, the Silk Road Challenge, you can go over to the Alleycast page on Facebook and you can find all the links there to sign up for the Silk Road Challenge. Get in there, say it, it's running, it's cycling, indoors, outdoors, it's just getting those miles in. It's getting that exercise done. So you can go over there and you can sign up. Get yourself a participant T-shirt as well. All profits will be going to the uh, the Pilgrim Bandits. Um, and once I've got all the logistics out of the way, um, as regards the initial sort of setup, I'll make the initial donation to Pilgrim Bandits uh, probably around about February time, and uh, I'll, I'll let everybody know what that is. You can join up at any point through the year, and all your mileage from the 1st of January will count. So it's not too late to go over there and sign up for that. Now you can sign up for it as well. Uh, virtual events. I uh, started the year off with a virtual fan dancer per out there. We had a really good response to that. I don't know why I keep saying we, because it's me. Uh, I had a really good response to that. Um, and everybody who completed that and sent the results across will be receiving a little something in the post. I'm going to turn that into a series, so there is going to be um, various other events coming throughout the year that you can get yourself a little uh, a little memento. There'll be nice sort of cheap, cheerful events as well uh, as regards that. So you know, we'll, we'll we'll maybe do another sort of virtual fan dance at some point. 
Um, I've, I've got a couple of plans for um, replicating some of the um, US Army uh, rooking marches. Uh, and who knows, we might even do the RAF Regiment Five Miler of Death at some point. Let's all do the best we can during this lockdown. Um, try and stay as close to home as possible. But, you know, my view on this is that exercise is amazingly important for your immune health uh, and for just your general health. Um, so, you know, you certainly need to be getting out there doing the exercise. Early mornings when there's nobody about, keeping away from people, uh, do whatever you can do during this pandemic. And hopefully, as we come out of the spring into the summer, we'll start to see everything return to normal and we can all get back out in the hills and have a really good laugh again and, uh, yeah, punish ourselves a little bit more. And I can go and see some mountains because I'm, I'm pretty pretty fed up of not being able to go to mountains if i come out of my house i look one way i can see uh, liverpool and look the other way and see the welsh hills then and i can't go to the welsh hills <laughs> so it's uh, it's just not doing me any good at all keep your eye out for the next podcast i hope you enjoy this one with john beamson uh, it was it was, it was a real it was real fun to do it and we could have gone on all night uh, but until next time always a little further we stand together united as one Forward on we go, facing friend and foe. We will know what it is. We have not time for that. If we make mistakes, we are lost.